This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Yes. Look at Amen. you with those headphones on today, Brandon. Uh, you know, they're not mine, but uh, I am, I'm grateful for the person who let me borrow them. Well, I'm glad you got them, Because it's, it's much more efficient. It's, it's Yeah, it works. You can actually hear easier. callers. I can hear like callers. I can hear our cuts. All the hard work we've done, oh, I can yeah. finally hear everything. And we've done a lot of it. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the bullpen on this Thursday afternoon. Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins with you for the next hour. What up? we got a lot, of get, a lot to get to today. Uh, the big news coming down just recently... The sentencing of Brittany Griner in Russia. Yeah, that's uh, I, not a shocker, but... You know, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of uh, mixed opinions about this, which, I don't know, I kind of have a, I have a hard time feeling or understanding how you couldn't just sort of look at this and go, this is a bonehead move. And while you never want to see your, Ameri- your fellow Americans locked up abroad, um, maybe uh, you shouldn't have brought THC over to Moscow yeah. with you. Yeah, just... just saying going to Russia, you want to make sure you do everything in your power to have everything you need right where it's at. You know where everything is, and so you don't accidentally, quote, air quotes, bring weed to Russia. And it could be an honest mistake. It could have been an honest mistake. It could have been. She has a medical card in Arizona where it's a free, it's a legal state anyway. Right. So, you know, Long when, way from listen, long, long when, way from Moscow. When you're though. a partaker of marijuana, uh-huh. you have lots of options on how to use it. Sometimes you have more than the normal amount, albeit a vape pen. Okay. Maybe you forgot it. Maybe you really did forget it in your other pants because you have one at home. And you know, a lot of I'm not saying everyone does this, but I'm sure a lot of people have different uses for each one of their vape pens. Right. So and when you're I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to justify this. Out it's hard. Loud, to, I, 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 I mean, look, I, I, I'll be glad when our fellow American comes home. Which she will. I'm but, sure she will. They'll and, make it. Well, and all this was kind of. It was a foregone conclusion. She yeah. was. Get, she was. Get, she had to plead guilty. I mean, this is part of the. Yeah, she had. In to. order to be the, part of this prisoner swap, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, they could have put any number out there. It's yep, right. going to be ridiculous. But a, a Russian court sentencing WNBA star Brittany Griner to nine years in prison today. That is the expected conclusion to her trial that uh, should allow negotiations now for that prisoner swap to accelerate. Uh, Griner was arrested February 17th for bringing cannabis into Russia. She'd been prepared for a harsh sentence, uh, but uh, she and her supporters also are very aware Russia wasn't going to move forward with a trade that could bring her home until this trial was completed. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, a guilty verdict, always a foregone conclusion. She right. pleaded guilty on Jan- uh, July 7th. Uh, during the sentencing, Judge Anna Sotnikova said she found Griner nice. intentionally... Bra- you like well that? Done, yeah. You like that? Good job. And I'm not even Russian. <laughs> uh, during sentencing, Judge Anna Sotnikova said she found that Griner intentionally broke the law. And prosecutors had been asking for nine and a half years. Basically, that's what she got. Uh, the, the judge is giving her time served as well since she's been, been there since February. Right. Uh, she reacted, uh, Griner did, with a little emotion. She listened to the verdict, kind of a blank stare. Joe Biden uh, issued a statement on this verdict. Uh, he, he refers to her as wrongfully detained, uh, designation U.S. officials have used since May. They're calling for a release. Uh, Biden says, uh, quote, today American citizen Brittany Griner received a prison sentence. That's one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany. He says it's unacceptable, and I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her, with her wife, her loved ones, friends, and teammates. Hypocrite. 
He's yeah. a hypocrite. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Now, here's here's a, a quote from Brittany Griner. And I don't know. I don't really know why she feels like she needs to say this, unless this was at the at the behest of her legal team. Yeah. But her quote is, "I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population." What? Okay. You had some THC in a vape. Not car. gonna hurt like anyone. You didn't, you didn't hurt anybody except yep. yourself yep. in a nine-year sentence. <laughs> and I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know what goes on over there in Russia, but I don't know how this puts the Russian population and she says Russian population I'm in jeopardy. I'm sure those are words from her lawyers. No way she wrote that. No way. No way. Uh, so to that to that extent, Brittany, you don't need to apologize for that kind of stuff. Just do your time and come home safe. Uh, but uh, she'll probably she's not going to spend nine years yeah. in a Russian. Well, jail. Russia already countered with some other murderous person that they wanted out from Guantanamo Bay or wherever the hell he is. To, yeah, to and come I, back with that deal, which sounds like they're not going to do, but. Well, I wouldn't this, put anything past the U.S. government. This is just so frustrating because it just shows how backwards this country is. Because we have a sitting president who is telling one of his American citizens in a different country that she is wrongfully detained, wrongfully detained for having marijuana, when it's still federally illegal in this country, especially in this state. Mm-hmm. And clearly illegal and, in Russia. And clearly, well, yeah. And it, honestly, it seems like... She's been with that team for a long time. She's figured out ways to get around it in the past. Sure. This was just a clear mess up. When I'm, all it takes is one time. And all it takes is one. And you can say that for a lot of things. But sure. it just frustrates me to hear the president say that when he ran on the campaign of expunging people's cannabis records, getting them out of jail because it's undeserved, and decriminalizing it federally. Hello? How long's it? How long's he been in office? Has he even mentioned it until now? Uh, I he heard, has not. I haven't heard. You wouldn't know it too especially much. Yeah. because you follow that every day. I do. I do over there on the news side. Uh, well, very likely we're going to see an appeal here uh, by her attorneys. Uh, they uh, had this to say earlier uh, today, uh, speaking through a translator. And does not correspond to what was happening and what happened, and it's totally going. Uh, against the actual uh, uh, part of the Russian penal code. We, we will appeal, and we're very disappointed and surprised by this decision. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't mean to laugh, but that, that obviously that's a very flustered translator right there. A little there. bit, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a little... Uh, uh, they're going a little quick for him. Uh, 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 uh. Nevertheless, uh, it looks like they will appeal this decision. I will be very surprised if it takes her nine years to get back yeah. here to the States. Uh, but, I would be uh, surprised if she wasn't back by the new year. I think it's going to be pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, especially with the support she's clearly got from the Biden and White House. Mm, uh, a lot of a lot of support from you know fans around here. Yeah, uh, I think that the the, the winds are going to be blowing in her favor. Just just not today. <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow for that matter. I mean, you know, she's oh, going to have to get a little comfy in that cell for a while yeah, before they let her come that home. That does not look comfortable either. But you reap what you sow, my that, friend. That you do. And, and that's and why I, have, I, have, I, I can't sympathize here. I sympathize a little bit, especially if this really was by accident, which I highly doubt it was. But, I mean, you still have to be in that Russian well, prison. Yeah. Well, that's you know, look. terrifying. To, to her... Uh, to her credit, I mean, you know, she's high, she's very athletic. She's been yeah. playing sports forever. I'm sure that uh, if 
if she's got to if she's got to defend herself, I'm sure she's probably going to yeah. be able to handle things pretty well. She'll I don't think get a little respect there real quick, and then uh, you know sit down and have a nice meal in the chow hall. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it's nice and easy. That's the way it works over here, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. You got so uh, big we'll keep TVs. We'll keep following that. Uh, the latest on uh, Brittany Griner, though, but uh, sentenced to nine years today uh, in a in a Russian jail for her uh, carrying Bring her home, carrying though. THC Bring her home. cards. Yeah, I agree. Damn yeah, it. Just, uh, I don't want to see any Americans over there in a no. Russian jail or a Chinese jail or any overseas jail for that yes. matter. Yes, exactly. Also in the news, still circulating in the world of sports, this whole thing with Deshaun Watson. NFL, uh, they, they decided, and we talked a little bit about yesterday as to whether or not we might see the NFL appeal this ruling by uh, uh, Judge Sue L. Robinson, which came out on Monday, and that is exactly what happened. The NFL has appealed the six-game suspension for Cleveland, Ground, Cleveland Browns QB Deshaun Watson. NFL wants a, a tougher penalty here under the league's personal conduct policy uh, because Sue L. Robinson gave him a six-game suspension for... What two dozen uh, accusations of uh, well, sexual? She only could well, rule on four. Fair enough. That's right. I forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so only stupid. on four. But uh, uh, there's a total of what I believe twenty four or twenty five, something like something that. Like that total. There, there was potentially thirty total because that's how many people that the Texans settled with. All right. Because there was potentially more on the way, and there still could be. I mean, uh, there look, still could be. I know this is all alleged. But, I mean, one could certainly make the argument that this man loves massage parlors. It's pretty obvious. I mean, you By know. his 60-plus reservations he had after. Probably would have been wiser move to go caught. to, like, a, you know, Massage Envy or something. Just, you know, keep the, keep the pants on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just something that's a little more traditional. And it's going to allow you to not be suspended. I'll uh, be honest, man. I've never been to Massage Envy before. I've been there once. And I don't get a lot of massages because I don't like people touching me. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay. I, I just get weirded out when you know when you're welcome. Austin. Strangers are touching me. Yes, uh, but I have this uh, uh, little medical history. I've got these issues with I get these headaches, these nasty headaches because yeah. I've got this issue called occipital neuralgia, where I've got oh. the uh, the the occipital nerve is being pinched in the back of my neck, uh, and it'll give me headaches for like six, eight, ten weeks straight. Oh, no. Awful. Some I'm days sorry. are worse than others, but I mean, uh, so th- the one time I got a massage. It was amazing how how much it loosened up some of that pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have been open to the idea of massages since because clearly they work. But you know, if if anyone from Massage Envy is listening, we're ready. <laughs> we'll we'll give it a try. Yeah, we'll, we'll happily pay for it too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, so this uh, the latest on this Deshaun Watson thing here. In a statement, the league says uh, it notified the NFL Players Association it would appeal. Then filed its brief yesterday afternoon. Uh, the league said that uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will determine who's going to this, hear this appeal. Now, under the collective bargaining agreement, Goodell has the option to consider the appeal himself, or he can appoint a designee to do so. However, on a side note here today, uh, looks like Commissioner Roger Goodell has actually, uh, he, he has the power to uh, handle this, but he will not be exercising it. He recused himself. Uh, that's per a source with knowledge of the situation. Goodell won't be handling the Watson appeal. He'll designate the matter to someone outside the league office. We don't know who that is. However, there's a good chance it, it, uh, there's a lot of speculation it could be Mary Jo White. She's the former U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York. Yeah. Uh, she's recently handled various independent investigations for the NFL, uh, and uh, people think that she does a pretty good job. Another name I've seen thrown out here, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, which she's be, also on the playoff committee, yeah, too. Yeah, and actually, uh, she's going to become part of the Broncos next week. Good for her. Condi's going to be an owner of the Broncos. Let's ride, Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Kidding. Just kidding. So uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the NFL player, well, let's see, the, uh, the uh, a source told ESPN that the NFL is appealing for an indefinite suspension 
That would that would be a minimum still of mean, one year. Okay. Well, okay. minimum of okay, one, minimum year, one year, okay. which is significant when you put that up against six games. Yeah. Uh, and that's what the NFL actually, I think, originally wanted. They also want a monetary fine, uh, a fine which hasn't been levied against Watson uh, by by Robinson, and uh, a treatment that the star quarterback must undergo for I don't know what are they going to do? Addiction? Yeah. Massage addiction? Yeah, it, is there a thing for that? I mean, there must be. I don't know. You know, before the whole thing with Tiger Woods years ago. Nobody ever really thought about the term sex addiction, and yeah. that became a part of the, ma- the, the modern nomenclature. So, uh, Thank you, Tiger. We'll find something. I'm sure we'll <laughs> find a term for this. Uh, NFLPA's got uh, until Friday to file a written response to the NFL's appeal. Uh, sources told ESPN's Jeff Darlington that the uh, Players Association was pre- preparing to sue the NFL in federal court oh, they will. if it appealed Robinson's yeah. uh, decision here. That will happen. So, yeah, I think you're right. My thought on that is it's. I, I feel like... The appeal will be heard. They'll get the year suspension, and then the PA will sue, and they'll compromise to eight games. Yeah, and it'll be so frustrating. And, and see, uh, eight games. I mean, look, the enti- what's the eight Broncos, games with a guy like Watson? So it's a vacation. Well, even still, he his contract for his first year is only a million dollars because they expected him not to play. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's going to lose, what was it, 360? I thought it was 345, something like that. Over over the course of those missed games, that would be how much he misses out. So you add two more to that, that gets up there. But, again, he just signed a, what, $200-plus million contract? That's, like, change to him. Boy, wouldn't it be nice to live a life where that's chump change? Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm not sure. Did you see how much taxes that the $1 billion Mega Millions winner got? How much? How much? You mean how much he's going to have to pay in taxes, or how much he's getting because of the taxes from the government? All right, so it was a it was a it was straight 1. billion dollars. One point two billion. One point two billion yes. was the okay, and so knowing the federal government, I'm going to guess he's got to pay out uh, five hundred million dollars. Let me just tell you what he's getting from the one point two, or he or she, whoever it was, four hundred some odd million. Which look is still good. That's great, but. They just lost $600 million at See, least. That's how I'd look at it. I lost $600 million to the federal government. That's how I'd look. What I'd, is up with that? And everybody go, yeah, but you're $400 million richer. I'm like, yeah, but the government's $600 six? million dollars richer. You took more than half. And that, Give me my money. That is a problem. A lot of, lot of, a lot of people who make the argument taxation theft, and sounds like it right there when uh, they're taking hello. $600 million. Yeah, the fact that we've been saying that for 100 years. Right. Go figure. Uh, one more thing about this uh, this Deshaun Watson issue here. Uh, Judge Sue L. Robinson issued that six-game suspension Monday. She wrote in her 16-page report that the NFL carried its burden to prove by preponderance of the evidence that Mr. Watson engaged in sexual assault against the four therapists identified by the report. But I want you to keep in mind, uh, she says that uh, the NFL carried its burden to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that Mr. Watson engaged in sexual assault, and that's as defined by the NFL. Yep. Not how you and I would yep. define sexual assault. Yep. The, and we know that well, the NFL has Well, we heard from a, Busby himself that they didn't even give this a lick of thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I just... I, I don't think, unless it's something harsh... I don't think most people are going to be okay with whatever. You know, no. Let's say they settle yeah. on eight games. Some people may be okay with that. Some people are probably okay with the six games. But there are most of us aren't. I think most rational people aren't. You look at it as a pretty uh, and I think pretty people, egregious allegations. People will be mad if it's not if it, even if it's a year. Some people will think that's still enough. Not enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, at some point you got you got to let it, you got to let a man pay, have, just accept the fact that a man's paid his dues. You know, so uh, but 
would a year? What what would that be? Would a year? Would a lifetime ban? Should we give them the Pete Rose treatment? You know, I mean, maybe. Maybe we need to. I would never problem make that. a statement if, that if sexual assault is not okay in the NFL. If he were found guilty in a court of law, I would have no problem with a lifetime ban for this kind of thing. Now, I don't. I don't know about the NFL's kangaroo court. Yeah, but um, you know. Uh, We'll see what comes with that, but it's probably not going to be nearly as harsh as a lot of people want. No one, most rational people won't be happy regardless of what the outcome is. No, they will not. So we got a lot more coming up on the way uh, in this hour here on the bullpen with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. We got us. We got a little uh, Big Twelve talk. We'll, oh, talk, we'll let you know where the uh, Big 12 championship is going to be sticking as as around. We don't talk about Pac-12. Those 10, stacked Padres, they they uh, got a taste of what they're in for for the rest of their season with some of these. Uh, that these, looked fun. This was an, that was a packed house. Too. This was uh, this was a pretty cool game. That's a, that was a ripple effect that went through the entire city of San Diego. Yeah, it's electric down there right now. One thing also I want to bring up: we talked about Vince Scully yesterday. R.I.P. Love that guy. I think we should talk about some of our favorite broadcasters or our favorite. Broadcasting moments. Oh, you want to do that in the history of sports? Oh, dude, I would I love think, to do I that. I think we should bring that up all before right. we get out of here. Tonight. All right, well, so we're going to do that too. That all that and more coming your way. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins here on the bullpen. The bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. That's right, Patrick and Brandon with the bullpen, and you, where opinions are always welcome. Yes, they are. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number. Give us a call and let us know. Anything you want to talk about, Brittany Griner? Want to talk a little bit about uh, Deshaun Watson? You want to talk a little baseball with a couple of baseball fellas? Oh, yeah, I'd love to talk you baseball. Even talk about taxes and how bad they are. Well, you know, I, I, I talk about I, it's similar to what I talk about pretty much on a, on a daily basis over there at the uh, on the other side of this every half building. hour. There you are, I, uh, popping up taxes. Taxes work their way into my conversation quite <laughs> a bit uh, throughout the morning. So uh, before the break, we're talking a little bit about Brittany Griner, uh, sentenced to uh, nine years in a Russian prison today for uh, carrying uh, THC uh, through Moscow. Talked a little more about this uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, suspension. Uh, Judge L, uh, Sue L. Robinson giving them six games. The NFL is now appealing. Mm-hmm. They want a minimum of one year, if not longer, as well as a monetary fine and a little bit more. Uh, so uh, we'll see what the latest what do you is think on the fine that. Will be? The fine you know, on the NFL. He'll probably get if that seven fifty, you know, six fifty, something like that. Something that's easily carry. You know, he'll carry it no problem. Uh, he'll They're not helping make the case that I want to stay an NFL fan. My goodness! What do you you think of leaving the league? No, you, you're going to start no. your own like live league, live no, football maybe league. Maybe I'll be an XFL Dragon fan forever for life. You know what Forget I miss about the, the XFL? I'll be back next year. I know, but it's not it's not the same as it was in the, in the like 2000. Yeah, like I'll never forget sitting there like he hate me. You remember he hate I, me? Yeah. And some of their rules in that original XFL, like you could just. There was no fair catch rule. I don't remember any. You don't remember that? I don't remember. I, that was a long time. Punters were getting nailed. They were yeah. getting buried. That's but that's why they created that league. Yeah. Because the NFL league. had too many rules back then. It was basically <laughs> the uh football the NFL with a side of WWE. Yeah, because of Vince McMahon. Or I don't know, at the time was it still WWF? I still have a hard time not calling it WWF. I only there. remember WWF, WWE, and NWO. Wow. NWO. I had the N64 game, NWO. Ah, okay. It was great. See, growing up as a kid, I wasn't really, I was never really a wrestling fan, but I mean, it was hard to not know names like Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, yeah. you know, Jake the Snake. I had the, the, the Iron Sheik, right? Guys like that. Yeah. And that was all back when it was WWF. Yeah. And then the world 
Wildlife Foundation or no something idea. like that got World angry. Wildlife Foundation? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And they're like, hey, you're using our, our, our acronym. And that's what, and it became WWE. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost that's positive that's, that's how it went down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, you learn something new every day on the bullpen, ladies mm, and gentlemen. Yes, all right. I didn't know that. I'm sure every wrestling fan knew that, but well, and you know, some, some non wrestling. My fan. lasting memory of being a wrestling fan back that back when I was a kid, besides playing the N sixty four game, man, they had these like little wrestling pillows. You remember those? Oh my god, yeah. I had Hulk Hogan and I had Macho Man Randy Savage, and I never got that cool little uh, the little rink that they had for him. Oh god, that made it look like it was that. official. I wanted that so bad. And do you remember that they had these little uh, inflatable? I don't know. I can't even describe the shape. But they, they at the bottom, they were like a, a base made of sand, and it had like yeah. a wrestler's face on it. You could punch it, and it would fall over and knock well, itself back yeah, it was up. It's like the old clown. Kind of like that style yeah. thing. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I had one of those too, or one of my friends. I know had. I did. I remember using it. I know I busted a lot of those as a kid. I was. Uh, you angry? I had Hulk strength when I was a kid. Angry as a child. Angry as a grown man. Amen. <laughs> so uh, back to sports. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of speculation about where the Big 12 championship game could end up. And we now know. We've got you an answer on that. Big 12 football championship game will remain in Arlington through the year 2025. Thank goodness. Uh, it's been played there at AT&T Stadium there in Arlington since 2017. It's also home to it's Jerry World. some team called the Cowboys. I've heard of them. What do they play? Are they a football team? Uh, I thought it was CFL. Dallas Cowboys? NFL. Like Fort, Fort Worth Cowboys, right? Fort Worth Cowboys. Not, they're not America's team? Uh, you could make the argument they haven't been America's team for <laughs> oh, a long time. Oh, uh, so home, home to the... flooded. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying I don't like the Cowboys. I'm just saying that you you got to really make the case for them being like an America's Cowboys. team Bring nowadays. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, stadium's home to the Cowboys. Got a seating capacity, 80,000, expandable to 105,000. That's and a lot of people. Uh, B- Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark says, we're pleased to extend our partnership with the Cowboys for another two years and to continue holding our football championship in one of the world's finest stadiums. The climate-controlled environment along with nearby hotels and the Texas Live Entertainment District provide our guests a best-in-class football experience. You ever been there? No. I've, I've always wanted, wanted to. to go. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. I- I've-, I've-, I've wanted to go see football games. Uh, I wanted to go see some of the, the boxing matches that they've held there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I've just I've never been able to to actually get up there and go. In fact, the last time I saw any any pro sports up in uh, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, it was before the Rangers had moved to their new stadium. And you'd still go. The, I don't know if you ever went when they moved to from the ballpark in Arlington to a a garage almost. It uh, looks like now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't have a problem really with the way it looks. It's nice. The yeah. one thing I will say is probably significantly more comfortable to sit there. True. You would go to the old ballpark in Arlington. You would sit there. And you'd be in the stand for about five minutes on any given day in, on, in August, and your lobster red. That was my first Horrific. Round Rock Express experience. Was I love it's going, hot there, too. I love going to Dell Diamond. I love watching the Round Rock Express, even though I'm not a fan of their teams. Uh, but the first time I went was a, it was a day game in August, and literally everyone who had a seat that wasn't covered moved to the was the left field box where there's like a yeah, a little overhang just a little overhang mm-hmm. over there everybody crowded that area and nobody cared at all i remember when dell diamond so first opened though. up and there wasn't a lot of shade yeah there really wasn't a lot of shade i, I think they've they've lot they built a lot of stuff out uh it used to be you could go sit out there in the in center fields in the grass out there and it was just i just appreciate just night games more during summertime night games yeah oh god but see in a town like this 
eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, and you're still sweating. Yeah, but at least the sun's not blazing hellfire onto you. That's so. true. That's true. But, uh, you know, I, I think that it's probably a lot more enjoyable to see a Rangers game, if there's such a thing. That's true. Uh, I mean, I'm from, Rangers game. I'm from a stadium with a retractable roof, so yeah, uh, can block out the sun easily. The M's, you know what I miss about Mariners? What? The Kingdom. Yeah. The Kingdom had its problems, but it was a, it was a, she was not quite apart. the eighth wonder of the world, because, you know, we have that in Houston, but maybe the... Eight and a half, one of the I mean, wall? yeah, I, I would call it eight and a half because yeah. it was. I'm, it was a great. It was. I mean, it was the iconic. Capa- the seat cap- seating capacity was very different, but it was pretty much the same thing. But they got a they got a beautiful ballpark nowadays. T-Mobile Park. Absolutely love yeah, T-Mobile. It's, it is, it's, it's great. A, it's a cathedral. I love their new thing that they put the little bricks in the background, mm-hmm. even though it's not real bricks. Spoiler alert! But it still looks real. They they made that look really good. How many ballparks have you been to in your life? Two. You, only two. Two. You know, a lot of people, a lot of guys. Well, maybe women too, but I, a lot of guys I've talked to, uh, it, it seems like definitely women. There's a well, yeah. yeah I just I haven't plenty my, of women my, baseball fans. What I meant was I haven't <laughs> talked to a lot of. I'm just. I've only you. heard from the fellows, but <laughs> like for example, my father, he uh, he had this uh, dream. He wanted to visit every major league ballpark. I have that dream. I do too. Yes. So I think it's a pretty common thing. Uh, I was trying to think how many I've been to. I mean, uh, there was the Astrodome, which obviously we didn't have plenty more, but the, and then Minute Maid. Uh, and uh, the ballpark at Arlington, but not the not the Rangers' new one. Okay, I'll say three then. Been if to Fenway, uh, and I'm, I, I think three. I think three is all I got. Yeah, so I got Kingdom. It was Safeco Field when I first went, and then they changed it to T-Mobile Park a couple years ago. The ripple effect that it went through the entire city because there was. But pregame, there were lines down the block trying to get in. I mean, would you ever have thought that from the San Diego Padres? No. The fan, Calif- San Diego, California people are lining up to go watch baseball in San Diego, California. I know I keep saying that, but it's just, it's still hard to fathom. Well, it is. But it's awesome, though, because they have such a fun team. And their, their announcer, anytime they get a. Uh, a uh, grand slam. They call them the the Slam Diego Prod- Padres. Slam Diego. I love it. That's great. That sounds like something you'd hear Slam out of like from Diego. like. Sounds like something you hear from John Sterling when he's calling a Yankee game up These there. These guys, they're. Bro- I know they're we're st- going to talk about broadcasters later. I should have put that on. They're they got a good broadcast crew. Do they? Oh yeah, they they get really excited. Not real familiar with them, but I may I may get that way because this team's so stacked and it looks so much fun to watch. These guys. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start or, you know. Try to catch catch their you know uh, the they're going to be on the MLB broadcast or something like lot, that on an MLB yeah. yeah they're going to be on the national scene now so definitely something to to keep your eyes peeled for all you baseball fans out there watch that watch the Padres hell yeah uh, I don't I don't know how, what this is going to mean for them heading into October I mean they but I they, certainly like their chances more now than I did before uh, before yeah. Monday they got a solid hold on the second wild card at this point yeah. so I think that's a good that's a good though I think this is only going to project them in the positive direction. So I think if they get the first wild card, great. If they catch up to the Dodgers, that would be rad, but that does not seem likely because they just don't know how to lose. Right, so. right. Well, speaking of baseball, actually, this is this is, this right here, this matchup, yeah. is, is one of the, the – uh, this is my kind of matchup right okay. here. Astros-Red Sox. Oh, goody. And this was an interesting little situation. There's, this is not like there's, a, there's no precedent set for something like this, but uh, the Astros all-star slugger, Jordan Alvarez – Typically doesn't need any help at the plate anyway, mm-hmm. but he got it yesterday in, in Houston six one six one win over the Sox. Uh, he led off Houston's third inning. He took a ball against Rich Hill, and after that, plate umpire Jim Wolf called a strike called strike one. Alvarez fouled off strike two. Wolf then called the third strike, but he didn't punch Alvarez out. He didn't punch him out. It was just a simple strike, right? And Alvarez okay. just stood there, and nobody caught it. 
So but, Rich Hill walks back and he throws him another pitch, yeah. which, which turned out to be strike four. But I mean, did he strike he, him out? Yeah, yeah, he struck <laughs> him out. No, wait, did he strike him out? Uh, yeah, no, he, I'm sorry, he grounded out. Okay, on the next grounded. I'm sorry, he grounded out. But he got, uh, he got. I mean, it was a four strike at bat that he got against the Red Sox. Nobody noticed the mistake. He stayed there in the box. Dusty Baker, Astros manager, asked about it later. He's like, yeah, I didn't even realize it at the time. I, somebody told me about it after the game. He said everybody missed it. So just collectively, an entire stadium just was not paying attention to an at bat of one of the best players in the league. Yeah, Go figure. Yeah, but it, I'll bet Alvarez knew, and he—that's probably why he just stood you're there. Damn right, like, he knew. Well, if no one's going to say anything. I'm going to go back in. Absolutely. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I, it's just—it's one of those things that you don't like when you hear about four strikes, you're out. Like what? How could that even happen? Well, this is how it happened. Yeah, and uh, obviously, I mean, obviously, everybody in both dugouts because Alex Cora didn't even have anything to say about it. Uh, I mean, I—I I, I guess initially I'd heard that he wasn't asked about the play, but. I didn't hear him bring it up, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you might I, might not even want to talk about it. You lost 6-1, so maybe that's why you want to talk about it. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Baseball rules are funny that way because, I mean, you wonder if you could even, if someone actually did notice, if you could go back to replay, if that's a replay reviewable thing. And then it's funny with strikeouts because you can still strike out but get on base in baseball. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's, with the, with the drop third yeah, strike. If it gets by the catcher and you run to first and they don't get the throw in in time, and you strike out, but you're still on base. Right. It's such a frustrating thing, but it's also it's just a weird, quirky thing that I love that baseball has still kept around. I see. That's that's one of the. It's that's called a strategy. Remember, being a being a purist, you know, like I don't want to see things like that go away, and I fear. That one day somebody's going to go, ah, yeah, but it's not fair that he got the first baby when I struck out. It sounds like a Manfred thing. It so. does. It very much sounds like a Manfred thing. Giddy up, just yeah. in case. <laughs> Mr. Businessman loves yep. baseball. Yep. Staying on the topic of baseball, I don't know if you realize this, but it was 29 years ago that we witnessed the one and only time this ever happened in baseball. One man got six hits off of Nolan Ryan. Oh. All to the face. Oh. All to the face. Mr. Who? On this date in 1993, Nolan Ryan hit Robin Ventura with a pitch in a game between the Rangers and the White Sox. And we've all seen this video. Everybody knows Ventura gets hit. He pauses for a second. And in that split second, you know, he he assessed everything. Should I charge him? Should Mm -hmm. I not? He's an old man. I'm going to charge him. him. And he got his ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, he, he runs up there. He was 20 years younger than Ryan at the time. Well, I guess he's still 20 years younger. I mean, he looked dazed after that. He was just standing there by himself just trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Now, if you look at a lot of those punches, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them don't connect, or they're connecting like at the top of his well, head and stuff like that. You can't go low on someone like that because they're gonna do what Nolan did, which is grip it and right. rat and smack. Right. So <laughs> sometimes I wonder how dazed he was, or if it was more, dude was embarrassed. You got probably both. I mean, you got beaten up by a dude who was nearing eligibility for an AARP card. You know. <laughs> Plus, I can only assume his adrenaline was through the roof, so he oh, yeah. just had yeah. everything going on in his head at that time. Now, look, I get it. I mean, if you get beamed by a baseball, it's never fun. And if you're already not in the right headspace, you could def- that definitely set somebody yeah. off. Yeah. I, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. He tested his luck, though, and uh, well, it didn't work out so well. It worked out well for the rest of us because tw- almost three decades later, we still talk about it as one of those iconic moments. Worked out well for Ryan. And it, and it had to be Nolan Ryan. It had to be some old country boy from Alvin, Texas, who ends up being the, the guy that does that. You know? Yep. No of course. And he was one of those tough guys. I mean, I, you remember seeing him take a, take a, a ball off the face, stand, goes back to the mound with blood dripping off his lower lip, and he just goes back to pitching again? That doesn't surprise me. You don't get that in the league. I really anymore. want to watch that Facing Nolan documentary. I've heard very good things about it. I, uh, I've heard nothing but good things yeah. about it. 
nothing but good things. And I've seen a couple uh, short clips. It looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So why haven't you watched it yet? <sighs> you know, it's a funny thing when you have so many options. You go to it. You want to watch it. And they're like, eh, I'd rather watch something else. Yeah, right I'm going to go watch Peaky Blinders I'm just, instead. I really... Documentaries, sometimes i got to be in a certain mood for it. Yeah, I get that. And I haven't been in a certain mood for it. I have watched the uh, Deep in the Heart documentary that we had. Uh, we had Sam Clatt on Sports Talk a couple weeks ago, who was the editor. Okay. And they got Matthew McConaughey to narrate the thing. this thing. It was I'm in theaters for a while. One. It is a, just a documentary about Texas, and a lot of it is about conservation, about conserving our water and saving our oh, mountain lions. Texas the state, because, not Texas the college. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood. I, I switched up. I thought you were talking about I went, UT. I went into, into like, the wildlife what? part of this. Okay, it's all really right. good. Anyway, so it's called what? Deep in the heart. Deep in the heart. All right, definitely recommend. Got to love a good Texas documentary, especially so, with McConaughey narrating it. Yeah, he's he's definitely uh, I, the voice of Austin, Texas, he, yeah, pretty much. He pretty much is Texas. Yeah, what like it or not? I know a lot of people don't want like hear it that, or not. But it's sound. It's from being from the outside in. He it, that's that's the perception. I'll never forget. I was working at a Starbucks. In 1998 in Terrytown, McConaughey rolls up. That's it, not there anymore. I, I think it is. Really? I don't know. I don't make my way through Terrytown. Or I mean, it's like anymore, that. But, you're there and you're gone. Yeah, and I don't really drink Starbucks anymore either. But uh, yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, it was 98. So what was I? I was, Thank I you guess, for 19. not drinking Starbucks, by the yeah. way. Well, just, I, I don't like burnt coffee. Plenty of other better places. Uh, and McConaughey rolls up in a sky blue. I think it was like a 1979 Corvette Stingray. Awesome. I think it was some some along there. You know, that year, that model, something around there. The crowd went wild in Starbucks, and I didn't say anything to the man. I'm just like, yeah. what do you want to drink? You yeah. know, I wasn't trying to be, I just, you know, I didn't want to be the annoying guy. And he appreciated that. He was actually a really cool dude. Nice. It was the same day, it was the same day that Ricky Williams broke the rushing record for UT. Oh, wow. And he so was, he was just in a good mood. Yeah, he was in a great mood. <laughs> great mood. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, good dude. And we obviously know McConaughey's listening, so what up, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> you. sure he tunes in yeah, he just at 1 o'clock because he wants, to, he wants to join the bullpen. He's got to. So talking about this Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura fight from almost 30 years ago, yeah. it got me uh, looking up some other things, and I ran across this uh, interesting article from ESPN. Moments that would have broken sports Twitter. Now that actually that lined up the the, the Nolan Ryan Robin Ventura fight. It's funny they single out Twitter. Well, Twitter's with such so a, many other social media apps out there. Yeah, but Twitter's the one where like all, all this stuff just bubbles I mean, up and you gets can out see of control. My Twitter right there, it's bonkers. Yeah, you got a lot going on on that yeah, tweet deck there. I got a lot, and it's constantly in flux. Yep, it doesn't stop moving. Very exciting. Yeah. See, I should I should work something like that into my news gig over on the other side of the building. You will get distracted. Would probably very help easily. me out a lot. <laughs> But here's what some of the things they put on this list of things that would have broken sports Twitter. Bo Jackson running up the wall. July 11, 1990, Kansas City Royals phenom. Bo Jackson caught a fly ball, ran up the wall to avoid colliding with it. I mean, you remember that? I do remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> everybody went insane. I was, I was a kid growing up. Everybody was a Bo Jackson fan. You had to be a Bo Jackson fan as a kid. And that, I mean, that was the talk of, of Lake Travis Middle school. Yeah. I guess I was middle school back in 1990. Yeah, I was in middle school then. I still remember him running out of the kingdom. Yeah. What you mean? When he just <laughs> didn't Jack, stop yeah, running? he just didn't stop running. <laughs> he, he just, just ran right into the tunnel. And I think that's they, what they no said. One, no one could stop him. Including yeah. Bo. Exactly. He couldn't stop him. He himself. couldn't stop. And what a tragedy. One of the biggest tragedies uh, in, in sports, uh, certainly one of the most promising careers that was cut short. Not mm. only just for Back then playing two sports. Or best, baseball, rough. but for both sports. Yeah. I mean... 
Not a lot of safety rules back then. I, and when you're trying both of those, right. it's a lot. You probably would end up seeing him in the in the NFL Hall of Fame and the MLB Hall of Fame. Yeah. If he was playing like that now, which, of course, no one would let him do that. No, but no. Yeah, most likely he would probably be a Hall of Famer. And then you had Deion Sanders out there doing something similar around yeah, that same yeah. time, too, and he was great in both he was sports. Really good, yeah. uh, another thing that they got uh, on this list Mike Tyson bites Evander Holyfield's ear. I do. I. I I've watched very few boxing matches in my life. Really? I actually saw that live. Oh. I've never really been a boxing guy. Oh, well, you're going to have to change I have nothing that. against the I, sport. I'm, I'm going to have to change that, I've, my friend. I've tried. 25 years Why after Why do the, I want to pay $80 pay-per-view for a five-second fight? Who Sometimes. says you got to pay for it? That's fair. No, I didn't say that, though. I didn't say that. You do have to I pay didn't for it. You that. do have to pay for it. What am I saying? I, I don't know what I, I don't know. Okay, came so from. back then I didn't know how to illegally de- stream uh, sports. Okay, maybe now I'll figure it out. I mean, you know, you got to. I don't yeah. know how. I don't know what you're talking about. Go ask but. Reddit. I'm sure somebody there knows. <laughs> 25 years ago, that happened though. Tyson Evander uh, and the ear biting incident, uh, and to this day, one of the most iconic moments in all of boxing. That's pretty insane. What else is on this list? Jordan, Michael Jordan, switches hands in midair in the NBA Finals. I remember that. That was pretty cool. I also remember recreating this uh, in my driveway as a little boy. Christian Leitner hit the shot. Duke, Kentucky, final four. Well, yeah, tip to the final four on the line. Yeah. And this was cool. an unbelievable. You, you know, do you remember this shot? I do. Oh, yeah. This was a, this was a shot so They'll never it, Because it's Duke, ESPN, I love you guys. But you'll never let us not remember that moment. Okay, well, as long as I, I, I want to make sure you remember it, too. Yeah, yeah. One of the most clutch shots I've ever it was. seen it was, in yeah. college or pro ball not or high school ball, for that, that matter. Uh, so that's, that's another thing I think that probably would have broken. I don't broken. know about that. What is this? Roger Clemens throws his bat at Mike Piazza? You don't remember that? It was a World Series. No. It was, uh, I believe that was the 2000 World Series, the Subway Series. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me look at that. Wasn't it? Yeah, Game 2 of the World Series. And so Clemens throws a pitch. I think it was kind of, I think he, he jammed him inside. It broke the bat. So uh, Piazza goes running to first. The bat comes tumbling back oh, towards Clemens, okay, and he picks it up and bit. throws it at Mike Piazza yeah. as though Piazza had any idea that it was going to go right at him. Right, okay. And Clemens act like he was like, oh, I was just trying to throw it to the side. No, no you sure. weren't, dude. You right hucked it right at him. <laughs> you hucked it right at him. <laughs> okay, I kind of do remember that. But, that, yeah, that was a – I remember that series. I was, I was really excited for that, that series. Crazy. I wanted the Mets to win. Hail Mary. And they, uh, they did not. Uh, what else? Do we have? Oh, Doug Flutie's Hail Mary. Hail yeah, Mary. that that was 1984. That was way ago. Uh, he was still in college. I, I think, wasn't right? even born yet. You weren't. I was negative two. God, you're making me feel old now. Oh, whatever. Oh, in the Steve Bartman game, 2003. I, do remember that. Mm-hmm. I will never forget that. Um, who I, was it? Was it uh, Moises Alou? Moises Alou. Yep. Yeah, and he just went crazy. He went. You know, Moises Alou. And that didn't help at all. Yeah, because it it. From what I remember, Bartman was still okay to go for that, wasn't he? Bartman had every right he to do what he right did. He had every right for that ball. It, well, it was in the stands. Yeah, it was. Now, granted, Alou probably could have gotten to it. Maybe. But we don't it, was, it was in Bartman's territory at that yeah. point. Here's yeah. the sad thing about what happened there. Steve Barton, Bartman, lifelong Cubs fan, absolutely would live and die mm-hmm. for the Cubs. And has never gone back to Wrigley ever since. I'm sure he's yeah, not he, even a Cubs fan. They invited anymore. him there, and I uh, in uh, to, when the Cubs went to the series. Yeah. What was that 17? Yeah, yeah. And he said, "No, I, I don't want to go. I wouldn't either, because the fans still don't like him. The so, organization can pretend like they like look him, at, but I'm guaranteed. I bet the fans still have a grudge. If the Red Sox can forgive Bill Buckner, yeah, then the Cubs can forgive Steve Barton, Bill especially Buckner because what did not have." His right fielder back him up to throw home just in case. 
as a right fielder. Well, that, yeah. I, I played right field growing up. You, when that ball is ru- is rolling towards the first baseman, you sp- you are sprinting yeah. to the base just in case he misses it. And if he would have he would have been there, he would have thrown it home, and Knight wouldn't. Maybe there would have been a play. They they did a lot of things wrong. They also had another game to play the next day that they could have yeah, won, they, and they didn't win that they one. They deflated. And and I say that as a Red Sox fan who hated Bill Buckner until 2004, and then everybody forgave him. You know, but. Yeah. But uh, now, I, yeah, now I feel bad. It's like, why do we, why do we give that guy such a, such a hard time? It was a, it was a moment. Vince Scully moment too. It was, it was a Vince. Is that Scully. why you didn't want it yesterday? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so those are some interesting moments that we got there that uh, that, that would have broken Twitter, sports Twitter, if they happened nowadays. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, a few more things that we got going on, including some of the greatest calls yes. of all time. That, Ready? That and more coming up. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins, you're on the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Oh, you got that right. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins here on the bullpen. Oh, you do. 1027 have that right. ESPN. 512-834-1027 is our phone number. And we'd love to hear from you. We would. As we say, opinions are always welcome in the bullpen. And I know, and we both know, that these we, our listeners have opinions. Well, let's hope so, because you know we can't be the only fellas in here with opinions. So uh, before the break, we we're talking a little about some of the greatest calls of all time, and I'm with you on some of these that you pulled here. Yes. In fact, one of these uh, is. I know we teased this, but we planned this. This has got to be one of my favorite calls of all time here. Uh, so why don't you well, set let me this set one up this for up. me? Yeah. 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 So. Uh, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. I wanted to bring up Dave Niehaus. I don't know if some of y'all listen to our other show, Sports Talk, but I tried to emulate the Grand Salami call, and I just can't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't give it. I couldn't do it justice. So I wanted. It's one of my favorite calls. Both of these calls are Edgar Martinez. One is in the uh, Yankees playoff game prior to the one we're going to hear next for the double. I'm making this sound so confusing. Just play the dance part. <laughs> yeah, right. And John Wetland one more time set. And here comes the 2-2 pitch to Edgar Martinez now. And the fastball swung on and hit the deep center field. Bernie Williams goes back and it is. Get out the right, Brandon. It is a grand salami. And the Mariners lead it 10-6. I don't believe it. And the 0-1 pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. It just continues. Oh, the my he oh is my. the reason why I'm in radio. That my oh my and is that, just, I get goosebumps when, he, when I hear him say that. That second call saved baseball in Seattle. That was a huge That was the 1995 wild moment. card moment. Huge moment. And I still will occasionally go back and pull yeah. that up on YouTube just because it was so exciting. When Griffey. He, go ahead. No, no, yeah, I mean, just the whole, that, that whole team was, was exciting. When he passed away, uh, I think it was either Ken Rosenthal or one of the MLB journalists out there was talking about that call, and when you say, here comes Joey, it kind of sounds like he's saying, here comes Joy. 
Um, like here comes joy. Right. Everything like we're about to get euphoric here. Yeah, and, and that just yeah, gave me goosebumps. Hard, uh, me too. Me too. Hard to not get euphoric with a guy like Dave Newhouse. They got another one here. You pulled uh, Kevin Calabro. Kevin Calabro used to be the Sonics play-by-play voice. Uh, he's now Portland Trailblazers. He uh, this call is just it was from the '96 playoffs. It is just a chaotic moment that he somehow was just just perfectly described in the shortest amount of time possible. Send it. Can't put two hands across midcourt of Virch Williams. Jump pass ahead of McMillan down the near wing. He'll pull up with the ball, have it ahead. Rolls that leather in the palms, feeds over to Cage, covered by Ellis. Michael hands off to Peyton, up fake, drives the slower Ellis into the lane. Turns the corner, stops. In midair, gives off to Kemp. He juggles it, got it, hooks it up, missed it. Rebound, Cage, battling with Ellis. Saved in bounds by Peyton. Right to Kemp, beneath the lid, stutter step. In he comes, block, got it back, hooks it up, no. Rebound, Kendall up, no. Blocked by Williams, grabbed by Kemp. In the lane, following jumper, blocked by Williams. Outside of McMillan. Cross court to Gary for the three. Chaos, man. Six ball game. How can you describe chaos that good, that well? That's why I could never call. Was I could insane. never call an NBA he, game. He's still great. I could never. I, I, you got to know what you've got to know Same exactly what's going on at every inch of the court. How do you? How like do that. they follow that puck? I, well, <laughs> I don't know. You watch hockey, and I mean, still, I love you know, hockey. It's do so, you? It's yeah? so great. Yeah. Go cracking. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Bruins fan myself. You would. Bit of a Bruins you fan myself. Now, I got some of my own favorites. Yeah, you do. Some these of these good goals. ones. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears a little bit away from baseball, and then I'm going to come right back to it. But here's one of my favorite calls of all time. This is Jim Lampley calling George Foreman, Michael Moore, mm-hmm. on the night George Foreman reclaimed the heavyweight title. And this was an unbelievable moment. Old George Foreman against young Michael Moore. Yeah. And it couldn't have happened to a better man. Atlas. Here we go again with the Atlas. And Michael Moore is down. Goes Moore on a right hand. An unbelievably close-in right hand shot. Four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It happened. It happened. <laughs> oh, my God. I see. I just got goosebumps from that. That it happened. I love it. It happened. I love it. It did happen. And and I mean, George George was just standing there. He was well, yeah. I, I just, he was good. I just wanted yeah. to knelt down and he prayed to God. And it was just it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. It really was a beautiful it. moment. Now, one of my mentors in my early 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 days of radio was the great Milo Hamilton. Yes, sir. And I would be remiss if I didn't include this. He's sitting on seven fourteen. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. The fireworks are going. Henry Aaron is coming around third. His teammates are at home plate, and listen to this crowd. Could have been Scully there. It's like we talked about yesterday with, with Vince Gully, mm-hmm. you know, where he told that story about how I just try to shut up and let the crowd, let the crowd do you it. You know, and that, that's exactly what we got in that moment. That, and that's one of the most iconic calls. Whether it was Vince Gully or Milo Hamilton, either one, you could argue, one of the most iconic radio Absolutely. calls in all of baseball. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the Giants win the pen. I mean, there's another good one. Jack Buck, when he called McGuire's 61st home run in 1998, was a big one. Uh, and uh, I think. Uh, we got time. Well, yeah, let's try it. You want to? You want to uh, well, no, actually, we're, we're running a little short on time here, but uh, we just kind of mentioned that one. And then, of course, when Tom Cheek 
called uh, Joe Carter's 1993. I think we World got time Series. for that one. You want to hear Joe let's, Carter? Let's that hear one Joe quick, Carter. This is also quick. one of my faves. Yeah. Wrong one. Joe yeah. has had his moments. <laughs> trying to lay off that ball, low to the outside part of the plate, and he just went after one. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. That one there, the winning said you'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. I, I love mean, it. If you walk off a home run in the World Series and your team is, is, is champs, I'm not even a Blue Jays fan. And that Tom Cheek call is incredible. remains uh, one of my all-time it'll be, favorites. It'll be legendary. So uh, that's what we got. And that's us for today. All right. That's us. This is the bullpen, and I am Patrick Osborne. He is Brandon Elkins. We're Thanks really for hanging with us, y'all. Absolutely. We, uh, we're here with you every Monday, Friday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Coming up later this afternoon, we got Ed and Beto. And a whole lot more, and you're gonna to want to stick with us. You enjoying yourself here, Brandon? I'm enjoying. I'm dancing. You not see that? I do see I'm that. I'm enjoying myself. I, I do love see that. So again, once again, thank you so much for joining us, and make sure you join again tomorrow. Of course, at uh, what is it, 11 o'clock? We got uh, Jason and uh, CJ Jason as well. And CJ so for the Almost Sports. Uh, for the Almost Sports Show, and you do not want to miss that one. Fantastic show as well. And that's it for us. See you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Suckers.